Hello everybody, I hope you're all doing well. Valerie popping in here really quick. I just wanted to put a small trigger warning at the beginning of this episode because the contents of this episode are more graphic in nature as we discuss sexual abuse, survival, and rape culture. Obviously, Tiffany and I don't know every story out there, but these are our stories and personal beliefs and opinions. As always, feel free to look at the show notes below for additional resources. Otherwise, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hi, guys. <laughs> Were you going to say it? Yeah, it was. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Full Disclosure Podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany. And I'm Valerie, and welcome to this week's episode. We're so glad that you can join us again. And yeah, I'm excited to be back. I know, me too. Um, so today's topic is going to be a little bit more serious. Um, and it's a topic that um, is geared towards more of women. Um, I know this can go for men also, but I feel like what we're going to talk about, the specifics goes more with women and society. Um, but we're going to talk about, um, just sexual abuse. Um, and there's just such the stigma about it that like, um, you know, how a woman acts or what she wears, um, you know, automatically gives her consent to certain things she may not want to consent to. Um, I am one who has been molested by, uh, two different men and I was raped in high school. Um, and the reason I found out I was raped in high school was because it was on Halloween night and I dressed up as a cheerleader. Therefore, the popular guy at my school thought it was, um, an automatic yes to wanting to have sex and it wasn't. Um, so, and it's really scary because a lot of women that I know, pretty much every woman that I know has been some type of abused sexually in one way or another, whether it's by just, um, sexual workplace harassment, like certain comments, you know, um, or they've been slapped on the ass or they've been, you know, it just goes on and on, whether they've been some type of sex trafficking ring, um, it's out there, it's alive and it's still happening. And it almost makes me as a woman, be afraid to be a woman, Mm -hmm. you know, just as Valerie was saying, you know, um, her mom Mm -hmm. is reading an article that now, you know, Victoria's Secret, like bras, Mm -hmm. right. Have like tracking devices on it. Mm -hmm. Like how can something, something so simple as an undergarment for a woman be so scary for a woman? Also, you can't even wear a damn bra without being tracked. Like what's next? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it's just gotten, it's gotten so out of hand and it's still happening and it will always happen, you know, and it's so unfortunate. And, you know, for those of you who are going through something or, or, or who have gone through something, just know that you're not alone. Yeah. You're not alone. I think that's the biggest thing that the people who abuse others thrive on is they make victims feel and think that either the comments or actions that are made towards the person, the victim are normal or that no one else is going through it. So they better be quiet about it. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we have to break in order for there to be change. We have to be able to have this type of discussion and also be okay when situations arise to use our voice and speak up because it happens in small ways as well. I know Tiffany was mentioning some of the more extreme things that happen and those honestly they break my heart because this isn't the first time that I've heard um, this type of story. I've had other friends go through that where they've been at a party and they've just been abused in some kind of way because, oh, well, she was drunk or she was wearing something X, Y, and Z that made it look like. And I think one thing that just is, that bothers me so much about hearing these type of stories is just the plain lack of respect and the, I almost want to say like socially 
geared comments towards women like well if you didn't want that to happen to you then you shouldn't have done this Mm -hmm. or you shouldn't have provoked a man to respond in this way and it's so sickening to me personally and I'm sure Tiffany you feel the same way that we excuse male behavior so much but there are so many unsaid rules and regulations for how females are supposed to act Mm -hmm. like it kind of reminds me of back in middle and high school and tell me what your dress code was like but oh girl don't get me (laughs) started like with this whole like covid thing going on so Mm -hmm. like i would get sent home for wearing a spaghetti strap tank top because my bra would show or it was too thin Mm-hmm. Okay, but schools now, they're not even requiring children to wear masks to school. So, like, how... My whole thought process is, why would I get sent home for something that... Because a man can't control his fucking boner? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why am I, why am I being the one that's being yeah. punished? Like, why are oh we gosh, being yeah. the ones that are punished? You yeah. know? Like, I... <laughs> well, it's yeah. crazy. No, because, like, looking back, or even now to... Like, all dress code regulations, I have to say, are geared more towards females mm-hmm. or people who identify as female. And again, like you were saying with the showing of the bra strap, like, or the other thing for us, too, was, like, not just even spaghetti straps, but just tank tops mm-hmm. as a whole Yeah, were, like, too much. Like, don't expose your shoulders. And it's, like, seriously, like... Or don't wear skirts that are too short or don't wear pants that are too tight. Mm -hmm. Like yoga pants for the longest time I remember I could never wear in school. Oh my gosh. Because it's like, oh, well, you can see your panty line or your your, non-existent panty line, right? And the guys can't control themselves, again, for something that's not clothes. We're clothes. I think it all depends, though, on how a response is socially conditioned. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like the social response has been made so that women are supposed to fear guys and guys get off scotch-free because, oh, it's natural. It's who we are. Yeah. Which is complete bullshit. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, literally, I cannot think of one regulation minus, like, you have to be wearing a shirt, you can't be shirtless for a guy Mm -hmm. in school. Yeah. Like, can you think of any dress code regulations for guys? Honestly. Right? No. Like, literally, they only specifically target females and i think especially during puberty that's one of the hardest things because you're coming into your own at that point and that's when you really start to realize the differences between boys and girls in a multitude of ways but Mm -hmm. then especially with clothing and i think that in and of itself over sexualizes teenagers and that sets up the path for this whole thing to just continuously happen time and time again yeah you know because like I've seen it with teenage boys when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. And it's like I've also seen it on the opposite end of the spectrum with patients and clients in prior jobs where these guys are like in their 70s and 80s and they're still acting so rude and misogynistic. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, it's because it's a socially conditioned response. It is. And it's been accepted. Yeah. It's, you know, it's one of those things where I just don't understand. Like, we need to change that because... Mm -hmm. I don't want, there have been times where I'm walking in downtown Portland and I'm catcalled all the time. Mm -hmm. Why? Why does the guy, why do you have the need to do that? Like, what are you trying to gain? Does it make yourself feel good? Because Mm -hmm. I just ignore it and I just keep walking. Like, what do you think is going to, like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Exactly. I would honestly really like to know the success rate of guys doing that and it actually working. Yeah, right? Because I I want to know know how many times men. Who are, if you're listening, how many times have you tried to like just said some just nasty comment to a woman? How many times was that successful? Yeah. How many times did that woman be like, oh yeah, let's get naked, let's fuck, you know, or yeah. let's go on a date? Or, or how many times did she just ignore you and be like, ew, creep, and walk away? I can guarantee you it's going to be the, the ew, creep, and walk yeah. away. Like, it's not going to work, so why do it? It's like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, is it to stroke your Is it ego? your gratification? But like... You know, that like is I something I'm curious I about don't too. Understand? Because, like, most of the time, again, like you said, it's not something that we women look forward to, or no. that we think is, oh my gosh, like I feel so special. No, you know what I mean. I feel so disgusting. It's like, so it's like, why do it? Do you get gratification out of making us feel uncomfortable? Like, mm-hmm. what is it about the whole process? Because it's not getting either party 
to be any better. You know what I mean? It's making the woman feel uncomfortable. It's not getting the guy like what he wants per se. Mm -hmm. Not saying that that should matter ultimately, but I think so much too of this plays into dating as well. It does. Like to be quite honest, one of the things and like, don't get me wrong. Like I love guys. I love going out on dates and Mm -hmm. all of that. But like, one of the biggest reasons why, like, for me, dating currently is just such a turnoff is because you've been raised in this generation where guys act this way. And I know it's not a yeah. new thing, but, you know, how many times have you gone on, like, a blind date and, like, you've jokingly texted your girlfriends and said, here's my location just in case he's a serial killer? Well, yeah, my location's always on when I you go know? on these dates. Sa- <laughs> same. Like, if I'm even... It's crazy. E- even if I know the guy. Yeah. Um, I will always tell someone where I'm at, which is in and of itself a great thing to do safety wise, whether you're male or female mm-hmm. or however you identify, it's always good to yeah. let someone know. But it's sad that like I can't imagine a guy being like to his bros, like, yo, bro, I'm going to X, Y, and Z with this girl just in case. Yeah. Like, no, it, that guys don't happen. do that. If anything, guys are like, dude, she's fucking hot, or like, yeah. this is, you know what I'm saying? Whereas women, like with me, like, yeah, as you know, I'm in the dating world mm-hmm. and I tell my family, especially my mom, you know, I tell you, I tell my friends, like mm-hmm. I tell, like, this is where I'm going to be. Like, here's yeah. my location. If you know I'm not home or if you don't get a text by this certain time, then you know something's up. Mm-hmm. But like, it's so, it's just a world. And I know that some people, especially the men can be like, well, why even go out on a date? It's like, well, I'm not going to stop myself from dating because of this. Yeah. You know, I, why, why would I be punished for something that like men are like that you men do like mm-hmm. you know and like i don't know i just and this also like just disclaimer as well this isn't to say that all men are like this at all i don't want anyone who's listening to this to think like we're sitting over here oh like, no not every man's we, like this we hate know. men and they're all like this they're not we're just yeah. specifically talking about the portion of the population that does act and behave in this way again it's not a reflection of the population as a whole. Mm-hmm. So that's important to be said, too, because I think in the same way that sometimes us ladies can get labeled and clumped together based on either our friend groups or our likes and interests, mm-hmm. the same thing can be true for guys. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a handful of guys mess it up and now suddenly like every guy is a douchebag, yeah. which isn't true. I still think that every guy should prove himself to be who he is but it is an unfortunate truth that there is so much I guess for from the female perspective to be worried about because there really is Mm -hmm. you know or like even the expectations like on a date yeah you know I remember one time back when I was in California a new colleague had started work and he wasn't from the area he actually drove into this job And he and I were both free for lunch and we had exchanged numbers and I had said, sure, like, let's go out to lunch. I'll show you some of the spots. It was not meant in a sexual way at all. Yeah. And I drove us there. And then at the end, when I drove him back to work, he like leaned in and tried to kiss me and I totally blocked him from it. And I was like... Like, I didn't understand. Like, why is that expectation there? Like, I went out to lunch with you. And then I later found out that he had exchanged numbers with all of the girls in our office and started texting us all like very like kind of like sexual things and flirting with us. Yeah. And we all figured it out because we were just talking about, oh, like this happened and this happened. And then we were like, wait, that happened to you. This Mm -hmm. happened to me. And then we ended up telling our boss about it. And, like, luckily it was taken care of in, I think, a very professional way. He was no longer allowed to be at our branch and he was removed, which I think at the time was a really great um, call on my boss's part because I think oftentimes it doesn't go that way. It's often just like a slap on the wrist, like, oh, don't do that, Mm -hmm. you know? But it's like... Like, I can honestly tell you from the bottom of my heart, there was nothing romantic about that lunch. In fact, I didn't even like him that much as a person the more that I sat with him. Mm -hmm. We paid our bills separately, like all of that. It was nothing. It was not a date at all. I I just, I guess, I don't understand because, you know, I have been in situations like that. Yeah. But why, 
I want to know the psychology behind a man. Like, why do they think automatically it turns into something more than what it is? Yeah. You know I what I'm saying? I guess that's what I mean, too. Or, like, like, or kind of sometimes with some guys, there's, like, this hidden agenda. If you guys go out for a first date and, like, let's say he pays, mm-hmm. then he expects something at the end of the night. Yes. Uh, you already know my story on that, girl. I know. Like, <laughs> I know. And study so you guys. You guys already know that. That, but like that just always why gets does it, me. Like why does it like what like <laughs> like why it, why does that go hand in hand? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Or like like then from my perspective, what this tells me time and time again is that no one genuinely does something because they want, want to. to. They always want something out of it in the end. And that's like yeah. that's personally why I'm weary. And I mean, you should be selective anyway, but this is now why I'm exceptionally selective. And then mm-hmm. that can come across as you're just too picky and so much of a bitch for choosing what you want. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm not because it's like I don't ever want to be in a position where at the end of the night, like I get cornered and some mm-hmm. guy is like, well, I paid for dinner. Now you owe me a blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, because it's yeah. like I've like I've been there before where that mm-hmm. expectation is there. And then the pressure that you feel to do something and then like the guilt trip mm-hmm. if you don't like it's such a negative experience and i mean i'm not speaking for every woman ever but at least for me personally yeah. like sometimes that's why you do give into those moments because mm-hmm. you think like you like oh yeah i guess you're right like i don't want to spoil the night or okay yeah you did do this yeah and like yeah. i hate saying that but like it's true it is true it's true like yeah. that's what happens and i think like guys like these guys that we're talking about they mm-hmm. know that and they've and they gotten play away on with- that yeah. and they keep doing it and they keep doing it and that they are what i call they're just a predator they're yeah. just you know they're men why can't you guys just take out a woman because purely because you want to without yeah. wanting to receive anything in return just enjoying some woman's company paying for her meal wanting to spend time with her you know without expecting sex or oral or you know something at the end of the night you mm-hmm. know like and i'm not saying we're not saying all guys are like this but just the the men that i've encountered and i don't look for these men but they ended up turning out to be these men mm-hmm. because men put on a a really nice persona and I know some women do too but it's really hard to weed out those men who are actually genuine mm-hmm. and who actually like they actually want to date to marry mm-hmm. and not date just to fuck yeah you know there's a huge difference oh my and gosh yeah definitely it's so hard to find those guys that want to date to marry mm-hmm. like where are you at <laughs> you know that's a good and question like, I just feel like there's so many more bad ones and there are good ones out there from what I've come across and have spoken to and I've went out with that like mm. I guess I don't too, get it what just like gets me and this goes back to what you were saying earlier right when we started this episode about how you dressed up one Halloween and mm-hmm. what a guy took from that yeah. and then acted upon and that is not an uncommon story. And again, that is so sad that that's not an uncommon story. But mm-hmm. my question truly is, and I know we're just kind of hashing it out to talk about it, but yeah. I want to know at what point in someone's upbringing does it become clear that that's okay? Like at what point do you feel okay with violating somebody else? And this goes for anybody who's a predator mm-hmm. and preys on somebody else. Like at what point do you feel like it's okay to do that or i guess when do you become desensitized and when does your need to fulfill an urge become more important than what's right yeah why yeah because when these predators when they do that like i can guarantee you when he looked at me he thought of me as just not even human Mm mm-hmm you know, it was just something that he wanted and that he needed or I don't know, whatever the fuck it was that he needed out of doing that to me. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think he understands and he may not even remember. I mean, who knows? Guys are guys, right? But like, but see, that's for the me, sad thing. I, I remember exactly what happened yeah. to me. I know exactly it was Halloween. I know I, we were at his house. Like I, I lost three of my really good friends that night because they sided with him mm-hmm. and not me. They said he told everybody that I was willing to do it. Hence why I tried to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. 
you know, a few days later. Um, and it's just sad because I can guarantee you hundred percent. He does not remember or he does not remember it. And that's yeah. the thing. When, when did, when did women stop looking like humans and just start looking as even if you guys, if you're, if you've never done that, but are just treat women like so badly, like we're just not or human, disposable. just we're, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I got this, like, I hit that, then I on to the next. Yeah. Does that get tiring? You know, like, when is it ever enough? You're yeah. not getting something out of life, so what is it? Why do you have yeah. this need to want to just go through women? Don't you just want to find your person and treat that that person, your woman, like, or man, whichever way you float? Don't you just want to treat that person with just the utmost love and respect and you know, like, when did we start stop doing that as people? Gosh, I don't. I've <laughs> that's a long like, history. Has it just always been yeah. there, and I'm just now becoming more aware of it? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. I think. I, don't know. I think a lot of it too goes back to our actions are a deeper reflection of what we think of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I know not many people are going to necessarily think that or believe that. For example, a perpetrator may not be like. Yeah, it's because I've gone through this and that. But often it is. Like, if you haven't been raised to think or care about other people outside of yourself, or if you've been raised with the mentality that everything you touch or desire is yours, Mm -hmm. like, that plays a huge part as to who you become and what you believe as a person. So I guess to even answer my own question from earlier, I think that plays a huge part into why some people are so desensitized to it and why it's not... Like, quote, that big of a deal mm-hmm. for them. But I do wonder, like, I mean, <laughs> this is going to sound maybe a little silly as an analogy in this, but like, I feel terribly if I accidentally like cut somebody off on the freeway or I overlook someone like that. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Yeah. Like, I will feel bad the rest of the day. That was like an accident. Yeah. How do you continue with your life? In like the case of the guy who did that to you, mm-hmm. how do you continue with your life knowing that you raped someone and that you've inflicted this pain? And like, he probably doesn't even know that you tried to commit suicide after that. Like, no. but even to potentially know that that's mm-hmm. the type of pain you inflicted on another human being, that's just like, I don't know. Like, I don't they, have words for I mean, it. They're just. I don't know a psychopath like just so like no emotions like or maybe they have emotions but they just don't give a fuck i mean i don't know yeah i, I mean you i know, don't that's either what I'm saying. like i can't wrap my head around it yeah you know like i understand there's like there's pedophiles right uh because i was molested by um who i thought was like my i guess my first stepfather and then my mom's second boyfriend um, and I get that there's like a difference between the pedophiles, but then like the people who just go out and just rape women because, you know, date rape yeah. them or whatever. Like there's, a, I mean, it's still sexual, it's still sexual abuse, Yeah. but there's a little bit of a difference. Both yeah. are t- terrible, absolutely terrible and wrong. Um, but I feel like one, the more the pedophile where it's more towards kids and that I feel like that's more, there's just something wrong chemically off balance in your brain it's a different i think they're both they're both different types of predators yeah but i definitely think that especially for um pedophiles there's a whole nother psychology that goes into that Mm -hmm. and something that obviously we aren't certified to talk about in that sense but i kind of see where you're coming from in the sense that that in and of itself is a very sick and twisted mm-hmm. mentality. And oftentimes mm-hmm. that is like, I, I know what you mean. It's almost I'm, like I'm trying to get like, see, it's like, almost it's like, like a men. I, and this is again, like tread. I'm trying to tread lightly yeah. because I don't want to say it wrong, but it's almost like, I, I don't know. I don't even it's, have words. It's yeah. like, a, I don't want to call it a mental disorder, but I mean, it is. It is. If you it's, look at children that way, that is a mental disorder. Mm-hmm. But I don't mean it in the same sense of, like, people who have, like, mental disabilities. I'm not talking about that. No, there's different. But there's, there's a, difference. a difference. But then when you look at guys who sometimes, like, continuously date rape, mm-hmm. they know their power yeah. over their population. And they almost have, like, some kind of charm with it. 
you know, and they can, you know what I think it is too. And I'm, again, I'm not trying to put everyone in one box. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to openly discuss like how I've seen it. And, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like sometimes with pedophiles, they're more socially awkward with adults, which Mm -hmm. is why they gear their eyes towards children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes when it comes to, like we were saying, like guys who continuously like date rape, they're very suave about it. Like they're, they're charming in a way. Yeah. Does that kind of make sense? It does. It does. This is hard. It's hard to describe it. Cause like I said, sexual abuse is sexual abuse, whether it's. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. An adult with a child or an adult with an adult or a child with child. But there's, for me, I think somebody who's con- consciously doing it. I will. I shouldn't mm-hmm. say that. Well, it's just so hard because I don't know. Yeah. How, I hope you guys know what we're trying to say. Oh yeah. And I think <laughs> what, but so hard to you try know to like, what though? What I really like is that we're keeping this in here and it's very raw and unfiltered because mm-hmm. I think our reaction to this is how a lot of people react to this. Yeah. We don't know. We're just trying to ask and to figure out and to see. And I think doing that in and of itself creates a dialogue where we can be more open and ask mm-hmm. these questions. Yeah. Because if we keep bum- bumbling around and like buzzing in the darkness mm-hmm. and not asking for fear of saying something wrong, then we're we're helping. Yeah you know, this type of crisis. So I think it's okay that we don't know. And one of the things that Tiffany and I did discuss before recording this podcast is we are definitely going to be linking a lot of helpful resources Mm -hmm. in the show notes below. So counseling hotlines, Mm -hmm. also additional information and resources, because again, we're learning too. Yeah. You know, we're just kind of talking more from personal experience rather than right now like hey we looked up all these definitions prior Mm -hmm. Um, yeah but you've been a victim of both yeah so I think that's what's so important is to get that story out there and you're explaining it from your point of view yeah and everybody and everybody who has gone through something similar we all have our own point of views and we all and here's the thing Ladies, here's what I want to tell you. First of all, dress how you want. Yeah. Okay? If you feel beautiful with the way you dress, shit, I wear leggings and like a hoodie and I feel sexy. Okay? <laughs> like, Same. You know, that's just how I am. Yeah. But like, wear what you want. Don't be afraid to wear what you want. Be who you want to be. You know, don't... We should not be living in this world where we have to just be afraid all the time to step out and to go in public and be afraid. Yeah. You know, like that is not okay. That is not how we should live our life. You know, and also, also here's what I get a lot. And I don't know if you ladies get it too, but every time for the longest time, I would never talk about what had happened to me Mm -hmm. because the moment I would start talking about it, people would think, Oh, you just want people to feel sorry for you or you want attention. No, hell no. That is not the reason why. I mean, whoever thinks that are just fucking just, they're ignorant. Okay. Talk about it. Yeah. Talk about it. It's a form of healing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just talk about it, please. You're not, you're, you and I both know, we all know that you're not getting the attention. You know, that's, that's not why I talk about it. I talk about it to help others. I talk about it because it's a form of therapy. Mm -hmm. I don't want people to feel sorry for me because I don't feel sorry that I have like, you know, I've healed from it. What happened, happened. I can't go back and change it. So you got to live with it. You got to move on. I don't want sympathy. Like, that's not what I look for when I talk about it. I look for helping people. And because it's a form of therapy for me. And I you love know? that too, because I think what people often overlook is that by sharing a story, it's not to gain attention for attention's sake. Mm-hmm. It's so that you can take control of that story and what happened. Yeah. And make something worthwhile out of it. Mm -hmm. Because if you sit with it and you don't say anything, that's letting the abuser win every single time. His control is still over Mm -hmm. you. And we want to break away from that control. Because he can no longer, or she can no longer have that control over you. Yeah. You know? So speak about it. Even if you have to just speak to a stranger. You know? Just somebody, just whoever it is. Speak about it. Yeah. If you share can't, your truth. if you can't share it, write it down. 
recorded even for the longest time i would record like an audio recording Mm -hmm. and then i would play it back and listen to it and it was like therapeutic you know so if you don't feel comfortable with sharing with a different person yet write it down write it uh do you can even do a video recording if you want you know get it out get it out rewatch it listen to your story because it's going to help you absolutely and to kind of um continue with that train of thought to do not for a second believe that because something like this happened to you one that you were asking for it two that you deserve it and three that you're not worthy of a healthy relationship or genuine love in the future don't ever 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 think that yeah because this is not your fault all of this any from the slightest small comment that someone makes to anything bigger like what we were talking about with your story mm-hmm. Tiffany it's never your fault yeah. and I think socially if we continue saying things like well she shouldn't have been wearing this or girls shouldn't be wearing tank tops or blah 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 or don't wear leggings because it shows off your butt to a certain degree mm-hmm. you know what then we need to change how we're raising boys and what we're teaching them to think because it's not okay. It's not okay that boys are raised to think, shoot, I can't control my urges, so girls better be wearing trash bags, Mm -hmm. you know, all the time so I don't, you know, go into, like, a beast mode rage. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It is. Because I guarantee you the second, like, if girls were given that, like, permission, so to speak, about something, Mm -hmm. we'd be chastised for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there is that double standard. Boys will be boys. And, you know, girls, you have to be prim and proper and you oh, have to do this. God. It's yes. so stupid. It is. Like, let's. We got to learn. We got to know how to behave. That. Right. Oh, my gosh. When yeah. it's the men who are not behaving. But we are, as women are told, you got to know how to behave. You got to know how to dress. Yeah. Da, 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 da. I mean, there are. I'm not going to get into it, but there are so many religions and there's so many people who women have to dress a certain way because of yeah. certain things. To me, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard because we're human. We can be who we want to be. We yeah. can wear who we want. We can speak how we want. We can love who we, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a right. free world. Amen. Why yeah. do we have to sit here and be in this jail cell basically of how, of what is okay right. and what is not okay or, oh, you wore that skirt, you know, like what happened with the, God, what's his name? Mm. The guy who got, like, he got like, <laughs> he didn't go to prison for raping that girl behind a dumpster. Is his name like Brock Turner? Oh my gosh. I That big talking? guy, he was like, who is it? Oh my gosh. This is why, guys, I don't watch the news. I am so sorry. Oh gosh. I think it was this guy named Brock okay. Turner. He went out and he like date raped some girl behind a trash Jeez. can. Like a garb, like a garb, like a dumpster. Some guys were walking by, saw it, and stopped him. Mm-hmm. And he ended up like getting off because he was like this Ivy League jock. And his parents basically. Oh, is this the one that's from the guy? Har- uh, was it Harvard a couple of years ago? I could totally. I don't know, but it's, he was the young one. He was the, the young one. one. Yeah, was he blonde? Yeah, he was. Okay. Whoever it was, you guys know who I'm talking about. I'm so bad I'm at watching have, the news. I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to link this below we're because. Have to link it. But he got okay. off, which is why it's also scary because our justice system is also very fucked up. Well, and I you think know? too, when it comes to all of that, you're right. The justice system definitely does not play in the favor of the person who has been victimized. No. Um, mm-hmm. Especially like again, when it comes to women. Um, it's often like, well, again, like, what were you wearing? What did you say? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Yeah. I don't care if you were running around buck naked and at one point you said yes. If at that specific moment you say no, no or mm-hmm. you are not at a capacity at which you can speak for yourself, the answer is no. no. Yes. Yes. Period. Yes. Period. Mm -hmm. And the way people are interrogated who've been sexually assaulted is ridiculous because so much of it still is like, well, did it really happen? Are you sure? Yes. Really? Did you miss? Did you misinterpret that? Are you sure it wasn't consensual at some point? Yeah. Listen, I. It's like you were drinking. Are you sure? It's like. (laughs) It's like I. Are you kidding me? I cannot fathom, and I mean, I know there is. I'm sure there are people out there who do this for attention, but I'm not talking about those people. I can guarantee you, for the most part, nobody wants 
to say, hey, I've been victimized and brutalized in this way for the sake of attention. And again, I know sometimes there are people like that. There There are are stories. Unfortunately, yes. But I am talking genuinely about people who have been victimized. I think we need to start giving them more praise for speaking up rather than chastising them for Mm -hmm. speaking up. Yeah. Because they do deserve justice at the end of the day. You do deserve to feel safe where you are. And I can imagine it doesn't matter where in the world you end up going. You can still feel just as vulnerable and unsafe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's hard. It's, it's a big topic. And again, that's why you kind of hear us like going back and forth and stuttering a little bit. There's just so much on this topic because it's like. I mean, we could get into the world of sex trafficking. We can get into the world of prostitution. I mean, there is just, I mean, it just, it, oh, it is such a huge subject and we can't cover everything, but you know, it, I just, when does it like, who, Yeah, uh, (laughs) it's okay. The frustration is a good thing. I think it is. Cause it's like, what, like to me, it almost feels like. There are women predators out there, okay? And there are men who have been victims of them. Mm-hmm. And yes, they're not as talked about as often because, number one, men don't come forward a lot. That's you know, true. And they, they should. So mm-hmm. that's why it's not really known is because the victims won't come forward. Um, but then I also feel like at that same time, like... There are older women who, like, pray for, like, that younger, like, underage boy. But I almost feel like it's a double standard. Because, like, Mm. the boys are like, ooh, older women. Like, you know, like. Oh, I see what you're saying. Kind of like like, that Mrs. Robinson ideal. Yeah, kind of. You know what I'm saying? But if a guy is like that, then he's. Well, Actually, you know what? It's actually kind of hard. To some extent, yes, but yeah. to another extent, no. Oh, oh this is what I'm saying. It's that gray it's, zone. It is. It's very gray. Oh, I don't. It like- is very gray. <laughs> See, and it's like you don't ever think about it unless no. you actually specifically sit down to think about it. I think sometimes, in both senses, if it's an older man or an older woman preying on a younger yeah. person, yeah. it depends on how. And this is going to sound terrible. Mm-hmm. How attractive they are. Because there is such such a stigma, Mm -hmm. like, you look at, like, for example, like, again, like I was saying, the Mrs. Robinson thing, like, Mm -hmm. that's always kind of joked about and stuff, but even in songs and things like, you know, like Stacy's mom. Yeah. Do you remember that yeah, song? Uh-huh. Like Stacy's mom has got it going, going on. on. Uh-huh. And like that whole song. Yeah. It's, you know, all about how attractive this older woman is. And it's not to say that women in that age range aren't attractive. But again, if the person is attractive, it's almost like it's okay. Same thing for guys. Mm-hmm. Like if he's like an older, yeah. well-respected, beautiful man with a mysterious side, it's okay. Yeah. But then if you're butt ugly, (laughs) it's it's not not okay. But I think overall we need to reevaluate that because in no sense, if someone is underage or someone is being victimized, is it okay? It doesn't matter how attractive you are. It's not okay. Yeah. Period. Period. Yeah. But you're right. There is such a romanticism. I can't say it. Romanticism. Romanticism? No. No. Romanticism. Romanticization. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Oh, geez. Romanticization. Hot. This podcast, I'm like, are we even uploading this? It's just everywhere. We should, because it's so natural. No, I know. And, but, of course, we but, are, because you're listening to this right yeah. now. So, of course, but we you're, are. But, but you are right. Sometimes. But you are right, you know. Whatever yeah. word you just said, because I can't say it. You are very right. <laughs> there, Yeah. Like... Or, like, okay, this is going to sound terrible, because, like... And I'm going to call myself out for it, but, like... Even in older American and British literature, think of like Jane Eyre, for example. Yes. Uh huh. You know, like you've got this older guy, well established. He's 20 years older Mm -hmm. than our protagonist. Mm -hmm. And like he definitely like preys on her to some extent. Yeah. Kind of gaslights her, I'd even say. (laughs) Just just a little bit here and there. And then he's got a wife that he's hiding up in the attic. Like, 
you know, but a lot of times we look at those pieces of literature and we're like, oh That's my gosh, romantic. Mr. Rochester, oh Jane yeah. Eyre. And like, listen. <laughs> yeah. I get that I mean, it makes... I have seen that movie and I was like, oh God, I wish this happened to me. But at the same time... But then it's like, but why are but we why doing are we do- that? Exactly. Why? But then I stop myself because I'm like, ooh. But see, that is such a conditioned thing because if we think about it this is. happening logically... Mm-hmm. We, and if, like, let's say one of your girlfriends comes up to you and says, oh, my God, I'm working for this guy. He's so amazing. He's 20 years older than me, but he does X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And he kind of, like, storms off, doesn't know how to, like, handle himself and is very elusive. And yeah. sometimes he's affectionate with me and then sometimes he's not. You would tell her to get the fuck out of that. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, right? Wow, you want some crazy shit. Get the run. Yeah, get run. out. You don't know what that is. Get yeah. out. But, yeah. you know, that goes with everything. I think there is such a double standard in our culture that certain um, tendencies or fetishes or even, I guess, relations that normally we would see as being inappropriate are romanticized, again, yeah. based on the level of attraction. And that's wrong. At the end of the day, it's wrong. It is wrong. But when did we start? Like, when did that start happening? Is it because of Hollywood? Like, are they oh, saying, girl? Like, see, I, do you I see what don't I'm know. It's, I feel like it's like it's, the further you get, the more there is to uncover, which mm-hmm. again is why, like, I love that this is going to be one of our unfiltered episodes. Yeah. Because we did that one under. I can't talk today. We did that one unfiltered episode a while ago about mm-hmm. you dating and what it's like to date Mm post-divorce so it's nice that this follows in line with that it does um definitely do like our structured ones too have to say yeah um but you're right the further we go the more we uncover you know and like i said this whole topic it's such it's so deeply rooted and it keeps going and going Mm -hmm. and there's so many layers it's like an onion you peel one layer back and there's another one yep there's There's another another one one. there's another one and it keeps going and going and going and a lot of it you know does pertain to the man being the perpetrator Mm -hmm. and the women being the victim Mm -hmm. you know not saying Mm -hmm. the roles can't be reversed because they can be and i've known people who have been in reverse situations Mm -hmm. like that but you know like why if we're so aware about it now because a lot of us are I mean a lot of the new generation like Mm -hmm. at the same time we're not but I feel like we're getting more smart and we're becoming more and more aware but at the same time like this stuff is still happening yeah you know but I think now that like it's being talked about so much and like the hashtag me too movement was a few Mm -hmm. years ago and I think it's like especially in Hollywood it has opened up a lot of like yeah. a lot of can of worms and even if Which you're is not so Hollywood, and it's important. good it's so important and like everything all these big pedophile perpetrators Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. uh what's his name Jeffrey Epstein Jeffrey Epstein like good behind bar like they are they're are they even alive well Jeffrey not so much well, oh yeah he committed suicide or whatever um so so they say. Well, good on him. It was about damn time, okay? I know that sounds bad, but any anybody who does that, if you guys have not seen this documentary on Netflix, it's hard to watch, but watch it. It dives deep and it's it's he deserved what he had coming to him. I think too, at the end of the day, we need to be held accountable for our actions, and that goes we for do. everybody. Mm-hmm. No matter what we did or didn't do, not just obviously this topic is more pertaining to um victims of sexual crimes but this goes for anything and everything we need to be held accountable and i think that's where we often fall through as a culture and as a society we brush it under the rug or we say whoopsies and accidents and mistakes happen they do but let me tell you when you sexually assault another human being that is not an accident that is a premeditated thought Mm -hmm. you are putting your thoughts into actions it's not like stumbling over a pebble or bumping into someone on the sidewalk it's not like that because there is actual thought there is action there is so much that goes into that moment that I hate how often it's just brushed off like boys will be boys or it was an accident oh he didn't mean to yeah he didn't mean to I thought at one point she didn't say no that's the biggest one. Again, if someone 
is not at a point where they can vocally speak for themselves mm-hmm. or if someone is under the influence of something and you know that mm-hmm. and you still think that their yes is the same yes they would say if sober then there's something there's something so wrong with you because why yeah. do you need to get someone to that point for yeah. you to get that because let me tell you the old fashioned way of being an honest human being and dating and courting and just being yourself mm-hmm. is going to get you a better outcome. And also, not even that, stop looking at women as so disposable, like we were saying, because one thing that These I. Objects. Well, exactly. Because one thing that I always think of mm-hmm. is obviously you are a person in and of yourself first. Mm-hmm. And that's so important. But. You are someone's mom. You are someone's sister. You're someone's aunt, someone's granddaughter, someone's best friend. You are someone's something. You yeah. are not nothing. Yeah. You are a human being. And for someone else to disregard that so entirely is so wrong and so disgusting on so many levels. And again, I just, I think just talking about it is so important. I know that like, where I used to work sometimes there would be like sexual comments made to me or my coworkers, And I used to always be the one that stood up for, um, us. Yeah. And like, I remember one time a boss just brushed it. I mean, different bosses in multiple places really, but on one occasion, a boss just brushed like guys leaving certain snide comments to some of our girls under the rug and said, well, we all hired you because you were attractive sort of like well duh you should expect that this comes with the job and it's that type of mentality and that type of casualness that allows these actions to stay alive in our culture and that needs to change yeah because this guy my boss he had younger daughters who were my age at the time Mm -hmm. and i would just like to know what he would have said if one of his daughters came home and her boss said that to her He'd probably rip the guy's head off. Yeah. So what makes it okay for you to say that to me? Because again, I'm first in and of myself a person that deserves respect. But again, I'm also someone's daughter. Mm-hmm. I have a dad as well. Mm-hmm. You know? And the more we acknowledge the value of human life, I think the better this conversation can get. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think anybody, unfortunately though this is the reality, but I don't think anybody needs to walk to their car with pepper spray with a taser with a knife ready to go or that they have to look under their car or if they see something on their window shield they need to quickly get in the car lock the doors or feel like you can't go grocery shopping in broad daylight or if a van parks next to you or in the vicinity of you to be afraid like i Mm -hmm. i hate that that is the reality yeah it's a scary it's a scary reality for us yeah and it sucks and you know, when I, my old car, I used to have a set of keys mm-hmm. that you had to plug. I know it's so old school, <laughs> but I was, I grew up with always carrying that big key in between my finger. So it's yeah. came up. But now that I have a key fob, I'm like anxiety. Like, ah, like well, they actually fob going to like, they have some, some hurt somebody. You know <laughs> they have saying? some really, really cool. Um, keychain type of things which I will show you later and I'll also make sure we link below which again because even though obviously we don't want this to be the type of culture we live in it is is, and I would rather have everyone who's listening have the tools and resources available to make themselves feel safe at all times yeah in all capacities Um, but like they're I'm gonna get this so wrong but like my sister she has the like the cat um, oh yeah keychain. I, I have seen those mm-hmm. that's really cool i know that there are a couple of etsy shops that do some very cool keychain things mm-hmm. um i love it because it's run by other women and yeah. i think it's cool when you can support each other in that way yeah but um just be safe yeah. you know it's it's unfortunate that you know we're sitting here having to talk about how common this is but i think it's important because this platform is for all the stories that we encounter, not just the good ones. It's also about the tougher conversations. Yeah. And I know for a lot of people, 
you know, sexual trauma, sexual abuse is a really hard conversation to have. Yeah. You know, and it is. And, and rightfully it is. so. Mm-hmm. It is hard. It is hard. But we can't change it if we don't speak up. Amen it's one that. of those fears that we have to overcome. And when you overcome it, trust me, you're going to feel like free. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel like he has no more control over over you, yeah. you know. Um, and that's the best advice I could give to you is speak up. Don't be afraid. I love that. I'm so proud of you. Oh, girl, stop. You're going to make me cry. No, it's oh true. I think there's so much power in you owning your story and just speaking up about it because I know not everyone gets to the place of healing, even though, yeah. I mean, we would love for that to happen. I mean, ideally, we would love for none of this to happen, mm-hmm. but to come to a place where you're sharing your story and you never know who's listening right now, yeah. or even for those of you who are listening, you sharing your story with someone else could not just be therapeutic for you, but it may let someone else see that, Hey, I can talk about my truth as well. Yeah. Because there is community and coming together in the things that hurt us sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's unfortunate that sometimes the only way for us to get together is something negative happening to us. But, you know, the fact is, is us coming together, you know, like I said, the podcast for me and mm-hmm. for us is just a platform for other people, you know, mm-hmm. that's why we have special guest stars on from time to time. This is why sometimes we'll talk about some serious mm-hmm. stuff. Sometimes we'll just, well, not because we need that break because mm-hmm. it does get kind of draining. But yeah. it needs to be talked about. Heck yeah. Every topic we talk about needs to be talked about. And know? it's okay. Mm-hmm. If it's uncomfortable or like even as you saw in this episode, we stumbled a bit. We didn't know all the right words. And no. I think that's so yeah. important because I think there's often this facade that these conversations have to be perfect, but they don't mm-hmm. at all. It's about talking. It's about letting out thoughts, feelings, and emotions, doing your research, figuring it out. And just educating yourself and also telling, again, your story. Because it is your story. Mm -hmm. You get to own this. Yep. doesn't belong to anybody. You own your life. You control your life. Heck yeah. Not him, not her, not them. You. Heck yeah. I love that. I love that too. Oh my God. (laughs) Well, I think with that, it's a great place to kind of end this episode. Again, I know this was a little bit tougher of an episode to go through, but... Thank you so much for listening. And again, don't forget to check the show notes below for additional resources and tools. Mm -hmm. And if you ever need someone to talk to, feel free to reach out to either of us. Our social media is always linked below. Mm -hmm. I will say that neither Tiffany nor I are registered in any clinical way, but we are always more than happy to listen and help guide you further to people that can help you mm-hmm. in a more medical capacity yeah but and whatever you share with us is solely confidential absolutely it will never be repeated you know um it's it's there for you if you need it take advantage of it and trust me you'll feel better just by speaking sometimes it's even telling somebody a stranger your story is what an unbiased opinion sometimes you know yeah so, and we're here for that. That's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why we created this podcast. Yeah. Was just to listen and hear other people's stories. So, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us for yes, another guys. podcast and we look forward to joining you again next week. Yeah. Bye everyone. Be Bye. safe. Bye.